Welcome back to Who the Fuck Are These Guys? How are you, Mako Shark? I'm bloody good, Matty C. I'm actually very good today, mate. Having a nice little day today. I'm looking forward to this episode, episode 36. I'm excited, Matty. How are you? I'm excited. I'm going to have to be a little bit better health-wise than I have been the last few weeks. I reckon I'm 15% better. I'm going to need to be because it's probably content and guest. You could argue to say this is our biggest and baddest and most outrageously uh, chock-full podcast, Mako Shark. I can't... I don't reckon there's ever been anything more chock full than this pod. Mate, this is chock full. You want to talk about being fit and firing on all cylinders. If you just want to go by strict Instagram numbers alone, this week's guest has just taken a big old steaming shit on everyone else we've ever had on. This man, he's seven figures on Instagram. We're talking the millie, Edward. 1.2 millies. 1.2 millies. If we can just get one story reshare from the great Edward, I tell you what, we're going to the moon oh. here, Matthew, but I'm not confident we'll get one. No, we'll get one. He loved oh, us. I'd love I'm confident. one. But um, look, it's a big episode this week, Matthew, isn't it? Like, if, you, if you're Number just tuning 30. in, yes, it's 36. We've got Edward Hearn. Eddie Hearn, he doesn't even I mean, need an introduction. Do we know if he, li- if he likes being called Edward because I've just oh. I've, I've gone back and done some editing and you actually, you actually call him Edward Hearn. It's actually I thought I was... Me. Being respectful, but maybe in the rudest man alive. I'm not sure. I don't know. Ed, it's probably not even his name. Mr. Ed, Sir Edward Hearn. That's what I'm going with. Like Sir Elton mm. John sort of stuff. Now, before we push on, you, you mentioned 36. I'm going to give you mm. one left field Essendon yeah. player at 36. Mm. You Go ready? for it. Yeah, I'm ready. Hi, yeah. Zantuck. The big fella. The big T. Big T. He promised a lot, didn't he? Well, I'll tell you what he did do. When I was a young fellow in 2005 and I was doing the stats for the Bendigo Bombers and he was playing there, he made the bus stop on, on the, the fucking freeway coming back from uh, Bendigo at the front of the Keelor Park Golf Club, but, like, there was nowhere to stop. He made he demanded the bus stop, got out. There was a car waiting for him and disappeared into the into the sunset. But God what? knows what he was up to, Ty. Ty Zantuck smoke bomb the, uh, he'd the bus. He rolled up Ted Richards. He rolled up uh, Mark Elvey. He'd rolled up uh, Blumfield. He, he basically had the whole bus wanting to kill him. Um, mm. Ted Richards uh, accused him of stealing his iPod. He probably this was, did. This was early generation pod too, one of the ones with the little windy boy. Oh, yes. And he gave him, well, why the fuck would I steal your podcast, Ted? And he went, well, you're a degenerate. in the, or, you know, Because he's a pretty you're well a f- refined man, Ted. He sort of sprayed him in a learned educational way. But it was an interesting little tidbit for you. I what think that's a little look in. That's a look into why Ty Zantuck's career might not have gone too well at the AFL level. It's also a lock in why my uh, sorry a look in why my team hasn't won a final since 04. Your team stinks, Matty. I'm going to give you uh, Asava Ratogalia, the big Fijian. Mm. Oh, I love him. He's a gorgeous man. Tough. He's number 36. That's where we're at this week, episode 36. And uh, Matty, we're presented by Palmerbet as always, we aren't we? Australia's we are. greatest. Sport betting agency, gamble responsibly. There's none better, Mako Shark. And the listeners, we do say, as always, you must punt responsibly. You must listen responsibly. But if you've been listening to this podcast, and I'm sure you have, I will say that we've 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 gone close on a few Palmerbet Mako Shark multi-fucking oh. combinations, and we've been judges. Uh, we'll get into Shit. it in a little preview later, but, geez, we're, we've been stiff. We've been around the mark, haven't we? I tell you what, we've been a little bit stiff. I'm getting a bit upset. I reckon uh, the listeners are probably fucking 
bleeding at this point how close bleeding. we're getting to these multis and paying off mortgages. But uh, we digress. You know, that's what Benny G, Benny G rode, rode with us. I, I put it on the punk <clears> club. <throat> we'll talk about it later. But I put, did put it on. And uh, he rode with me because he goes, this is your wheelhouse. I'm locking in with you on a, on a personal bet. Yeah. And we had it. We, we, we it was it. done. And, uh, we had it. So then I have to answer to them. So that's a bit disappointing. But we push on and we, we, we I actually worked out that we're 14 from 17. Pretty good going. Week, in the last three weeks. So that's, that's three. And, and I think probably two or even all three of those losses have been absolute robberies. So I think good goodbye. Two us. definitely, and we we're all stiff on the weekend. Could have been a coin yeah. toss, but we just didn't. We don't seem to get the roll no. uh, or the flip of the coin with these judges. Um, I will also like to say, Mako Shark, because we never say it, and it's sort of weird. But I'd like to thank returning listeners. We haven't said it oh, for a while. We've gotten a bit fucking to. too. Got to thank good them for our britches. Bloody tell you what, Matty. Still, we've got to thank, got to thank the returning, and we've also got to thank the new listeners. I think we've had a, we've had an influx recently. A we couple have of weeks, last couple of weeks. They say you just numbers. keep grinding away, and uh, good things will happen. And yes. We're getting a lot more numbers the last few weeks. People are jumping on board. We're getting people jumping on board, and then they're going back through the archives, Matthew. And a lot of people are downloading a lot of the old apps, and I think they're enjoying what they're hearing. And I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching the numbers, Matthew. The data. I like watching the data. Data tells us we're doing something right, mate. Shark. I will say. Data. Yeah. Sonia, please don't listen to the old episode one. Please, if you're out here and this is your first, don't go back there. Start from about three. Actually, two, because then we had James on it too, didn't we? Yeah, two's fine. Ep one stinks. Two on. That's fine. Two on. Two on. And this week, Matty. Yes? This way, I was just going to get into it because we're talking oh, yeah. here. Just, Eddie yeah, Hearn's no. on, mate. Eddie fucking Hearn. Can you believe where we're at? If you had gone back even two months ago and said, we'll be talking to Eddie Hearn on the pod, you would have gone, well, we're not, are we? That's not. No, that's see, not I, I dare say if we'd said it fucking any time, I, mm. I still don't believe we've got him. We've got him, and I think it's well, – of course we got him. Let's be honest. Of course we got him because it's Australia's mm. hottest pod, and he's in Australia. He's reaching this new frontier. He's mm. stepping into this market with both feet. And, of course, he's jumped on the pod with the boys. Yeah, and it was a fantastic – look, it's not our longest one, right? But you've got to remember, we were given, we, we, almost, we, almost, we almost doubled a, a lot of times. So that sort of shows you the sort of vibe he was feeling yeah. and the vibe that we were feeling. So we, look, we said it last week, we're going to try and get up there for that event and we're going we're gonna to try and uh, predetermine some time with him and actually lock in because it's an unbelievable – you know, we did our we, – we're professionals. We did our prep. We had – Questions for days, oh, mate. We've got loose leaf paper, Please. just both sides written the questions. Yeah. That sort Absolutely. of you know, that paper sound? That's what we A4. had. We all just paper. People must wonder how they interview so well. I'll tell you why we do our fucking jobs before an interview. We have so many questions that you couldn't ask mm. them all. But mm. we'd love to dig in a bit deeper with, with him because on and knowing a bit about him, when you dig deep, it's a fantastic story. Um, there's a bit of a family lineage to it, and we we, mm. we hope to get another crack. But for the time being... It was a lovely chat, and it sort of um, got our tongues wagging. He's looking for some fights, even some of the heavyweight boys. So our man, Jack O'Murray, should be getting Fennec oh, yeah. to be dialing up Mr. September. Ed, Mr. The Eddie cards Hearn. in September. There's plenty of get time for Jack O'Murray to murder this next bloke and then get bang <laughs> onto the Eddie Hearn card. Let's get him it. on, mate. Let's get him we'll on. Get let's get Let's get all the actual friends of the pod. Let's almost yeah. get them all on. Wow, we already gave a cheeky little... To our man Benny Marnie in the interview, you'll hear that coming up. But we we managed to sneak him in, and I think Edward yeah. Hearn agrees with us, and I think he's going to be on that card. <laughs> I love how you keep calling him Edward. Look, enough. I reckon enough from us. I mean, you take us in enough. because yep. if, if these one point two millies are listening, mm. they're thinking, "What on earth are these two idiots talking about?" So you know, let's just uh, take us in, Mako Shark. Absolutely, but stick around after 
Sir Edward Hearn, because we're going to talk a lot. We've got UFC fucking recap from the weekend. Oof. A lot of stuff went down. And we've got Oof. an absolute banger coming up this week. We've got 276 yeah. from Las yeah. Vegas. We've got the it's a peach banger. The, it's a fucking peach banger. We've got Adesanya. we got... It could go on and on and on. We're going to get to it. But for right yeah. now, mm. he's why you're here. Get ready. Strap yourself in. 16 minutes of absolute power with Eddie Hearn. All right, Huda Fuckers, we are back again this week with an exciting guest, mate. We have one of our biggest and best, probably the best promoter in the world currently today. It is Mr. Edward Hearn, mate. Thank you for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing, I mean, when you said probably the best promoter in the world, I found oh. that quite offensive, but, you know, we can start. Yeah, we fair can start. Yeah, no, but uh, excited Definitely to be here, Definitely the best promoter in the world. Thanks, mate. First time in Australia, loving it, and just had a press conference here today. Great turnout, and uh, yep. excited to get started here in Australia. We're very excited to have you on, mate. The only reason you probably said uh, probably is because we've had a couple of uh, friends of the pod previously, some local uh, promoters on, so we don't want to uh, we don't want to yeah. piss in our backyard, mate. <laughs> and then uh, just because we get the big, you know, worldwide fella on. So deep down, off air, we'll say you're you're definitely the, the number one mate for us on this podcast. So we, Thanks, we appreciate mate. that. Do you want to uh, give our listeners a bit of an insight into the press conference today, if they didn't catch it, mate, and what what you're doing down here in Australia? Yeah, we've been, you know, we're, we're slowly growing globally. You know, our plan is to be in all important markets. And obviously, we're in the US, we're in the UK, Italy, Spain, Mexico. And I've been watching in Australia, you know, obviously, we've signed a lot of Australian talent as well. But I've been watching the good shows that have been taking place here. Genuinely, you know, we, we joke about promoters, but I think they're doing a really good job here. And I think there's a lot of potential here to grow the sport. I think we have to widen the audience. Uh, I think we have to sort of reach out to this very small boxing community that's here and, and try and grow it. And I think we do that by making fights like Liam Paro against Brock Jarvis. You know, a good example of, of two guys. One's 22-0, and 0, number one in the world. One's 20-0. and 0. Everybody knows them in boxing, but not many know them outside of boxing. How do we change that? And we do that by yep. making great fights. And I know that that fight will deliver. So in September, uh, we will be here with Brock Jarvis against Liam Parra as our main event, with Dempsey McKean in a big fight, with Sky Nicholson, and with plenty of other Australian talent as well. And we're just finalising the dates and the venues. But I wanted to get those guys together today because this is my first time in Australia. And, you know, before I go, I want wanted to get those guys together and, and start talking about our plans. So it was a great turnout today and looking forward to our first show in September. It's exciting times because uh, obviously world boxing is, it's never probably been stronger than it is right now. And especially in Australia, we are kicking goals every week. There seems to be a huge show on down here. And as you said, you've got people like Scott Nicholson and uh, people like that, Dempsey McKean, all these types of guys, world quality boxers. So it's great that Matchroom is going to come down to Australia and start to really give us massive events. Yeah, I think all of those fighters have kind of, the, the, the plan for any Australian fighter really at the moment is to fight overseas. You know, you look at our talent roster and, you know, like Liam Pyro boxed in America, uh, Brock Jarvis just did the same. Sky Nicholson's moved over to England for half the year. So's Ebony Bridges. You know, everyone seems to want to fight overseas. Well, we want to try and change that. You know, we want to make it yep. the thing that Australian fighters want to be in big fights in Australia. And I think we can do that. And you need to make great fights. I think everyone's going to be really pleased with the final look of this card once we've set it up. And the plan is to put a card on for you guys where you go, you look at it on paper, 
and you get excited. But when you're mm -hmm. in there, you leave the arena or you, you turn off your, your TV or your handset or your device and say, wow, that was a great night of boxing. And word will spread spread fast. You know, when, you, when I went into America, it's very difficult to understand the different states, the different mentality of fans. Whereas you guys are just like us, really. You know, you yeah, love mm -hmm. your sport, you love a night out, you love a beer. It's not, it's, it's not complicated. Yeah. You've got to put on great yeah. entertainment, great shows, Aussies, great ring walk, yep. build the narrative, yep. build the build, yeah, all this kind of stuff. And I think we'll do really well here. But ultimately, we'll be judged on the shows that we produce and we, we've got to get it right. Mate, it's good timing because like uh, like the Mako Shark said, you know, the, the sport in this country, I, you know, I'm 37 years old. I can't remember a time where it's been more over, overall popular. I mean, we've, we've had, we've off, you know, through the decades, we've had great fighters and, you know, you might have a card that's got a good main event, but the actual shows are getting put on here at the moment with the talent that we've got. It seems to be even just a midweek show on a Wednesday, you can you can sit down and watch it and it's got it's it's chock full of talent. So I imagine that your phone would be going off the absolute fucking radar at the minute yeah. with local talent trying to get on this card because that's been one of the big problems with with, with our guests that we've had on there. People, like you said, have had to be forced to go overseas because it's so hard to find a fight. So with yourself coming into the territory, I think that's going to really help maybe put a rocket up a few other sort of um, blokes' asses and girls' asses that might be just in it to do the Instagram stuff. Hopefully, with you coming in and, you know, and, and blazing in from overseas, it might just give that rocket and, and allow some of the local talent to get more consistent fights because that seems to be the biggest issue for them at the minute. Yeah, it's really important to build local talent and, and young talent. Like, since, you're right, since we've been here, we've been approached by everybody. And I'm not, you know, I'm looking to do four to six shows a year here. So it's not like, I'm not... Coming here saying we're going to take over Australian boxing and put everyone out of business. We want to work with people. I know a lot of the guys, you know, Dean Lonegren, Matty Rose, they do great jobs. Tasman Fighters, Angelo DiCarlo, like, they don't all like each other. But it's no. been quite interesting doing a bit of counselling this week and, you know, <laughs> learning who don't like who and who don't like who. And, and that's the same yeah. with any market. We've upset a lot of people over the years. It's fine. You know, it's just boxing and business. But... We're, we're looking to work with people here. You know, there's so many fighters. I really, when I look at the talent from like, you know, 2-0 to 5-0, 6-0, got a lot of good young fighters here. One of the problems is they have to fight each other after four mm. or five fights and probably have to be in fights they shouldn't be in and some get beat and then you never see them again or some never materialise. And I feel like with the depth of shows that are here at the moment, it's a real great opportunity for young talent to progress properly. So, you know, some fighters like Sky, for example, has, has been very lucky. She's boxed twice in America. She's boxed twice in the UK. She's four and zero in three months, but now she comes back to Australia, and now she can be in, a, you know, be in championship fights and, you know, Liam Paro, uh, Dempsey, all these guys. But there's other guys that we don't represent: Stevie Spark, Ben Marnie, you know, Jacob and G. Like all these guys that they're all willing to fight anyone, and yeah. and as a matchmaker or a promoter, that's a dream. Because I can Absolutely. look at all these phone calls that I'm getting. I'm going, oh, what weight are you? One fifty-four. Oh, I've had a phone call from this guy. Yeah. Do you want to fight each other? everyone's going, what a fight that would be. But you know what? They'll do it because they want the opportunity. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I saw a photo Dean today Lonigan of you. There. I just wanted to speak Sorry, to say, you mentioned Dean Lonigan there, and he uh, he had some very um, – we've had him on the podcast before and have, have been a guest of his at a, at, a, at a couple of boxing events. I've never seen him that fired up, and he had some uh, choice words for the big fella Dempsey, and I just wonder if you've got any um, – if you've got any take on that, and if uh, if Justice Hooney yeah. is the guy that you, you want to see some of your guys get in the ring with, because it was yeah, very, I mean, it was very aggressive. That that could be a big fight, um, and I think that you know 
Dempsey's sitting good. You know, he's top 15 in the world with two governing bodies. He needs a big fight. You know, what I'd like to do is I'd like to make Dempsey McKean against Lucas Brown. You know, I think yep. that's, a, that's a good fight. Um, Lucas is coming off a big win. You know, he's up and down. But certainly Dempsey McKean against Justice Hooney as well. Big fight. Um, but Dempsey will be in a, a big fight in Australia in September on that card. And, you know, he's in a good position to, to prepare himself for a big fight. Right. I was going to say, I uh, saw a photo on Instagram just earlier with uh, a friend of the pod, Benny Marnie. He, uh, mate, if you want a good Aussie talent on your card, you wouldn't go any further than Ben Marnie, I reckon. So uh, yeah, keep I'm, his name I'm, in mind. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost certain he'll be on the card in September as well. You know, he's another guy that's ready now you know, for a big yeah. fight. Um, I'm just looking at other Australian talent saying, who can Ben Marnie fight? And if not, is there a well-known Brit we can bring over? Because you know, when you talk to Ben, he's ready. You know, he's ready to jump in a big fight. We don't promote yeah. him yet, but we'll put him in a big fight. And if he wins that fight, he can be part of the team. No problem. And same with Stevie Spark. You know, those guys, they're willing to fight anyone. And they're very exciting fighters. So, you know, we'll see uh, what, what gets made up over the next week or so. But honestly, I think by the time we produce the card, you guys are going to be very excited about September. Absolutely, mate. We're, we're, we're thrilled to have that uh, that card coming here. And fans will be over the moon. We've got to ask you, mate, what were your... What were your because it'd be remiss of us if we didn't. What was your take on the big event that was just down here at Marvel Stadium with um, Cambosis and Haney? And do you uh, would you have done anything different if you were um, either camp? And, and we'd just love to get your take on the event and what you think might happen if the rematch sticks. I think, you know, the, the event created a lot of noise. You know, I think if I was there, then, you know, I think it would have been bigger, naturally. But um, I was disappointed with Cambosis' performance, but I know how good Devin Haney is. He's very tricky. Very skillful. You know, yeah. sometimes he gets criticism about being boring. I understand that, but he's very good, you know, and, and yeah. technically he's very good and he's hard to beat. I think now George has got to absolutely, you know, uh, automatically uh, trigger that rematch clause because there's nowhere else to go. You know, people are talking about, oh, do you think he might should have an interim fight or something else? Why? Why? You've got one fight. If he wins the fight, he's undisputed again. Now, he's Correct. a big outsider. He's got a lot to change. But he's got a shot at that fight back in Australia. So trigger it. You've got to take it. And, yeah. and got to take it. And uh, it'd be very difficult for him. But, you know, who knows? Yep. We'll also be remiss of us if we don't ask what we've got you, mate. Your relationship with Jake Paul, we've, um, we've enjoy I've enjoyed it. It's like the odd couple. But it's like you, you respect him as a business, from a business acumen side of things. And you can see what he brings and the value he can bring in that side of things. But it also looks to me, looking from afar, that sometimes he just looks like he disgusts you with certain comments and things like that. I'd love to know um, your take on Jake Paul and, and these sort of people coming from the outside, the traditional methods of boxing and promoting and putting events on and what, what you... Uh, what, I guess, the next step is for people like that. It's, it's, it's intriguing looking from afar. I mean, I promoted Jake Paul's debut, so, you know, it's probably half of it's my fault anyway. And I understand <laughs> the draw of these guys and what they can bring in terms of audience to the sport. Jake Paul's very clever. Um, he's a very smart guy. And I respect him as a fighter as well. Like, I respect anyone that puts the work in and, and is willing to get in the ring. I was just honest in my assessment. I just said he was average, you know. And actually, being an average fighter from his background... It's a compliment in a way. In itself, he didn't really yeah. see it that way. Um, yep. He genuinely thinks he can become a world champion. I genuinely don't. He's not terrible, but he's average. There's yeah. a lot of average fighters, you know. And yep. listen, I, I, I'd done a bit as an amateur. I wasn't average. I was terrible. So, <laughs> I, 
he's a lot better than I was. So, you know, but he's never, he's not, you don't just stroll into the sport in your mid twenties and start like becoming world no. champion. Don't work like that. It's just, so no. like, he's, he's very clever at what he does. You know, I, I spoke to him, I, I think, you know, you look at over here in this market, particularly Australia with the footballers and what they've done. It's, it's actually happened in reverse here. Boxing was quite small. And I actually yeah. think footballers taking part in boxing has helped grow the sport. It's helped bring eyeballs to boxing. But then you have to educate them from there. So what I, I don't, you know, I've looked at Sonny Bill Williams against Paul Gallen, and I would make that fight. But I would like to focus more on the boxing and actually yeah. making great Australian yes. fights, all Australian fights, and trying to grow the sport. We can sprinkle in some footballers. It's no problem. Mm. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm more interested in growing young talent, growing the grassroots, and, and trying to, you know, grow from there. We've just got so many talented actual fighters. We don't really need to keep getting sucked down that novelty route, do we? Like, just so many blokes. I could rattle them all off all day. But, yeah, I like where you're going and just trying to get Aussie boxers the biggest stage they can probably get. Yeah, but we need to grow the audience. That's the problem. You know, you That's talk right. about yeah, exactly. against Goodall the other night. Like, it was pay-per-view. Yeah. 60 bucks. Yeah. Like, it was. I mean, it's that's a lot of money. And also, you know, how you, you're depleting the audience with that model for a fight like that. Yeah. That's a fight that should be seen by as many people as possible. But it's not the promoter's fault because it's the broadcasters that think boxing's not big enough. That's the only model that works. We've got to change yeah, that. Exactly. We've got to make boxing big enough that there's investment from broadcasters to not just run pay-per-view, but to run it on a consistent basis. Well, some yeah, of the, the best Aussie local shows that have yeah. been on, some of the best local shows that have been on in the last 12 months in this country have been a midweek just on a Fox Sports 1, which would be like a Sky Sports 1 in England, yeah. and it's been free, and it's been just, Mate, it's been filled from the bottom to the top, and you you, you would be hard pressed to pick fight of the night because there's so many um, good fights, and that I think that's where they they got to get back to doing that more and less of the pay per view. And especially, mate, my wife keeps continually killing me because between the UFC and the boxing, and we we've joked about you know your events you've had you you have a basically a a fortnightly you know purchasable event that we've got to get because it's been so so uh, exciting and it's just mate the money just keeps coming out so i guess yeah. if they you don't want to over uh, overdo that with the australian crowd because we're still not there yet where you, you want to make sure when it's a pay-per-view it's it's something that you know means something yeah. i think Mate, you mentioned just quickly, I know you're a busy man, so we want to get you going, but uh, you mentioned your early uh, amateur career and you were terrible. We've got a, uh, a very good friend of the podcast, Mr. Mike Altamura, and he's told oh, us yeah. that you're ducking him. Can you, uh, any claims, any rebuttal? He picked on me. He's a cherry picker, <laughs> like, out of nowhere. Like, I don't even, like, I've met Mike a few times. We've got a decent relationship, and he just started calling me out to fight him. He obviously knows how useless I am. You think I'm going to give him a shot, you know, Mike Altamura, a shot at a big dog here, you know, for, for nothing. I mean, he either pays up for that fight or stop mentioning my name. Right. I want 10 mil. Maybe Will has to be the, the uh, we'll broker it. Paul, all these people, Mike Altamura, I'm useless. I will get knocked out against anyone. <laughs> so you, you, wanna, you want the privilege? You pay me 10 right. million and you can knock That's me out. Fair enough, mate. you probably get that on pay-per-view. Yeah, I would. I think you would. I think you'd get that. I think anyway. the joke should be with Jake Paul next time you chat to him. You should have a little competition and say, mate, I think I'd outdraw you on your on a pay-per-view buy rate because I think a lot yeah. of people would I, like to to I said to my old man, I was like, you know, I could could do one of these celebrity fights. He's like, no, you will get knocked spark out. I said, so there's got to be a price, right? He's like, no, no price because it will be so embarrassing. But, you know, <laughs> I think 10 now, minutes look, mate, 
we, we know you're absolutely smashed um, on this trip down to Australia. And we've been very grateful of your time and hopefully right, another, because we've got, mate, we've got four pages of stuff. We'd love to get you on another time when we can actually dive in and talk a bit about your story and, and all that, because it's a very exciting and interesting one and our listeners would love it. But we've been so grateful for you just jumping on, mate, with us today and um, our listeners will, will love it. And again, we'd love to have you on again at another time where we might be able to dive a bit deeper with you when you have more time on your side. Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to catching you, up mate. again. Not a problem, Eddie. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers guys. Thank you. Boy, oh boy, wow, that was uh, as fast-paced, action-packed, content-filled 16 minutes than you're ever going to get, and I dare anyone to do better with 16 with Eddie than we just did. Mate, I'll tell you what, have you ever heard a better 16 minutes of content in your life? I'm not sure. I reckon Eddie Hearn was reeling. I reckon he wanted more, but we had to shut him down, so that's the way it went. What's that game in all the college movies, Mako Shark, where is it 10 minutes in heaven? I don't know it. You know when they, you know when they sure. go in the cupboard and they like they pull people's names out and they it's always in like those eighties, nineties American films. They pull two names out and they go, everyone watches and they go in the cupboard and they either pass oh, and they, or like, they just pass on and that suck yeah, face in the closet. Ten minutes of heaven Van or something. Yeah, yeah, something like Van that. But you know what? We had sixteen minutes of heaven with Eddie. <laughs> Edward Heaven. That's what Edward, we had. That's the segment. Edward Heaven, and uh, I, I dare anyone to do better than what we just did. Then that's my challenge. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone could. I, uh, I, I I prefaced it last week. I remember I said to you, Matty, that uh, mm. I was there one-on-one with the great man just as I sent the link to him, waiting for you to join us in the uh, in the little room there, the internet. Mm-hmm. And it was just me and Eddie Hearn. I'm just sitting here at home in my uh, little study here. And it was Robot. just me for no apparent reason face-to-face with Eddie Hearn. And I'm like, how you going, mate? And he's like, yeah, good, mate. And I'm like, all right. Um, yep, so we're just waiting on my uh, co-host. He'll be here shortly. But uh, th- And it was just very strange. I tried to filibuster for about 90 seconds. As you said, he, he got real bored of it real quick. Mm-hmm. And thank God you appeared about a minute later, and then we got started. So I came and you avoided Filler Hyman. Mm. Yes, yep. and um, look, but, I, uh, noticed yeah. that, I noticed that the wind was out of his sails when I tuned in, so I thought, fuck, what's wow. he done here? I think he had about 19 emails he was replying look, to at the time, and I'm look, trying let's to be, be like, honest, this, oh, yeah, these press junket tours. Yeah. How's the weather yeah. in Brisbane at the moment? Good? Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. You've got nothing, right? Because you don't want to dig into the content either. I mean, well, you don't yeah. going and get, you don't want to get the best stuff when you're off air. You should have exactly. almost sneakily just pressed record. Could have got him. Could have got him secretly. But uh, no, massive, massive thank you to uh, Eddie Hearn mm-hmm. and Dazin, Dazin. I don't know how to even to say it, but they his were PA too. Or he, I don't PA, know if it's his Chrissy. PA. I don't know if it's his PA. I think she works with him. Oh, so PA is probably underselling her role, but Absolutely. she was the one that uh, really put it together for us. And we thank uh, her. And that, her name was Chrissy. So Chrissy from Dazin. You're a delight. And uh, she was a delight. And Alti as well. He, as always, we cannot forget the third member, unofficial oh, member of this podcast, Alti. He He's is. our. But he yes, and uh, hopefully they're happy with it. And uh, we know we are because we're pretty we happy are. with ourselves. But that might lead to a few different international um, talent, I reckon, Mako Shark. This well, because it's a yeah. safe place. Bring them here. It's a good chat. We don't fuck around. 
we uh, and we deliver. So that that hopefully, Mako Shark is going to lead to a, a different avenue, maybe in a broad avenue, and you know we probably have a nice little in now. I think we've I'll tell you what, when's the card? September sometime. As you said, I think we're going to try and push up. I reckon we can get this sorted. I might take the Dale and the tin lid up. We'll, we'll get a nice little air boy and boy somewhere and yes. we'll hook up with all our pals in Queensland and we'll just get to the event. It's just, I think it's just a match made in heaven. I think we'll get up there, might have a uh, a sit-down with Eddie maybe, a real sort of warts and all 60 minutes, 30 for 30 sort of style. I Margarita, you reckon, or an amaretto sour? Maybe a Pisco sour? <laughs> Something like that. Something. I don't know. We'd be fantastic. So, look, and then what, what really struck before we move on, he, 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 it's not just a one and done, just come and sort of finger bash the Aussie crowd and sort of leave Mm-mm. them wanting more. It's it's it's, it's a it's a full balls and all. Four, it's a four of Venner. Four oh. of Venner. Ah. And he's looking to really, uh, and I'll tell you what, like, we joke in that, but, like, if you're, if you're a promoter in this country and he's committing to four a year, you're nervous when you're Christ, sweating. you'd want to have your ducks in a row and your fighters signed up mm-hmm. and your fucking people in your corner because that's a threat. That's a threat. I, I see it as a threat to the local scene. There's wow. a couple of promoters that are doing such a great job. Not a threat to them, but there's a few others. No, that there's probably, a few in there. There's, there's a, a few a fucking... just hanging on because they can, because there's no international threat. But now the number one's coming. And I'll tell you what, well, it was an event, yeah. There was an event down in Melbourne a few months back that was pretty fucking bush league the way that was organised. I tell you what, I won't go into too much detail, but it was pretty ordinary that setup. You got that your no limits; mean, they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, your DNLs, they'll be fine. It's great, healthy competition mm. for this country. Was that the but... event where it turned into a uh, Australian Idol male dance off? Yes, yes. It was an interesting little uh, sort of setup that night. How there was some strange, strange things going on that night. Mate, text me and said, uh, "I'm not sure what's happened." Yeah. Are you seeing male dancers? I said, yes, It was like mate. a 20-minute dance-off, and everyone at home would have been going, what have we paid for here? So I would just say Hearn to you, the, the, talk about danger money for jobs. Talk about danger money. Yeah. Those blokes. Those blokes. They had to do, go out there and do that 37-minute dance routine. Busted and the, the move. provocativeness that they were dancing in the sort of room that they were in, the balls and courage on those performers is unrivaled. Like, yeah. <laughs> they took that. their life in their I hands. Would have said, I would have said there's no money in the world to go out there and start grooving like that. No way. <laughs> Some of the dance moves were very exotic for me. Provocative. Dance, but, uh, look, Eddie Hearn's going to come in and he's going to uh, he's going to shake it up in the Australian boxing scene. And I, I'm excited for it. I think it's just great for the talent because that's what it's about at the end of the day. It's about the boxers it's all about themselves the talent. Yes. and eyeballs on them and, and opportunities. And that's what they're going to get, Matty. It absolutely is. And I'm going to... Another segue. You're getting very good at your segues, but we talk about mm. opportunities. We talk about uh, international uh, talent. We talk about opportunities. I've said that twice because this next segment, Mako Shark, is an absolute opportunity to anyone, right? You want to be a dickhead? You want to have something wrong? You want to go out there and just live life the wrong way? This segment is an opportunity like no other. You will feature on this segment for being a negative Nelly, for being a dumb you know what, a DC, this segment will call you out. It will take no prisoners, Mako Shark. I say it every week. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be the lowest of low or you could be a high-flying uh, society. What do they call them? Socialite. But if you magnate. make an error, a magnate, if you make an error, this next segment will call you out and make you accountable. You don't have to be a human being. You can be a piece of technology. You can be a fucking lady trying to upsell at a fucking service station. It does not matter. This segment is local. It is abroad. It is international. And it is taking 
No prisoners, mate, Go Shark. I've now said that three times. That is my go-to. I want a T-shirt. I want a T-shirt for this next segment. It says on the front, no prisoners. On the back, the segment is called the Mako Shark Tank. Well, here we go again. Mako Shark Tank. As always, presented well by Matty C. It's episode 36, and this week I have had enough with businesses that are cash only. Are you telling me it's acceptable in the year 2020 to be cash only, Matthew? What Hang on, on a second. Earth Hang on a second. I want to stop there. Beep, beep, beep. Back it up. Back up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you going over old content? No, no. Are you I'm sure? Not. Oh, it, was a, it was an FPOS minimum I went at early. <laughs> okay. Thank Christ. I thought, oh, no. He's made no. a crucial error on a, on no, a, no. On a live I interview. Never, I never reheat. over. I never really just stands it off my chair then. Okay, I'll let you go. Sorry. I just yeah, saw the never really into tank. it. No, I've I had know. to go at fucking $10 minimum <laughs> FPOS transactions. That grinds my gears. But I tell you what, even worse, 2020, oh. cash oh, only. Have you not yeah. experienced the fucking pandemic that we've gone through for two and a half years now? <laughs> Who on earth? Carries cash, Matthew. Who's even held a note in their hands in the last 18 months? I'll tell you what, nobody. That's who. Unless you're a drug dealer, a fucking underworld criminal, or a fucking old ethnic paying for some fruit and veg at the grocery shop. I tell you what, you haven't got cash anywhere near you. And I tell you what, we got a dog groomer, Matthew, and she's oh, fucking no. cash only in 2022. 2020. It's a dog grooming thing. She's a dog groomer, right? What do you want to do? You want to just like not fucking declare all the dogs you're cutting so you can fucking not pay tax? I don't know what it is, mate, but I'll tell you what. You're around the corner from my house. We go there because it's convenient, but you know what's mm. not convenient? Cash mm-hmm. only. I've got to fuck off the end of the servo. Like, I don't want to go to the servo now. I just want to drop the dog off and yep. come the fuck home. No, yep. I've got to piss off the end of the servo and I've got to go to ATM or something too. I've got to go buy some petrol and get some cash out. It's very annoying. It's 2022. <laughs> People don't carry cash, Matthew. It's a card society. It's a cashless society. It and is. I'm here to tell them I've had enough. Well, you know what? Funny you bring it because our dog room is the same. Oh, yeah, all right. It's a racket. Yeah, the Italian, his sister, she's our dog groomer. So she lives in the middle of like suburbia. You got to drop the dog, then you got to go up to St. Helena shops. Of you got to go to do. an ATM and get, and you got to get more out. Then you got to go to like the Baker's Delight and buy something you don't want to get changed Bullshit. to then drive back and give it to her. It's dumb. You know I don't like it. And her brother's when... a fucking accountant. So, like, as if he can't help her with declaring. He's a scammer himself. He's a dodgy deal. I tell you what, it's because when it comes to tax time, she can say, mm. oh, no, that week I only, I only, uh, I only cut a, uh, a Shih Tzu and a Pomeranian that week. But really, there's been fucking Dobermans. There's been Lassa Upsos. <laughs> there's been Lassa fucking, Ups. <laughs> There's been Kanye Asadas. What are they calling them? The big fucking... Oh. I've lost all dogs from my brain. I'm that upset. I can't think of one dog breed. Blue Healer. They've, cu- they've cut them all, Matthew. What about the Mongolian Mastiff? Month? Yeah, there you go. Oh, only one Mastiff that month. Meanwhile, they've cut 12. <laughs> they've cut 12. But they don't want to pay the tax for it. Is that what it is? What do they sting you for your little dog? Because we've got similar. Because I reckon they're fucking taking it. They're having a laugh now. These we've groomers. got a cute little baby girl. She's sixty dollars, yeah. Matthew. Sixty dollars up from ours fifty is, a couple of years. Yeah, mate. ours is Inflation. up to seventy. Seventy Ooh. for Norman. Four kilo dog. That dog is smaller than lots of small, small things. That that's a small <laughs> dog. And it should oh, be seventy dollars. Yeah. And it's oh, like she no. hasn't even. He hasn't even got like a long, flowy coat. It like sort of doesn't grow that long. No, he's egregious. He's, no, he's a long head, but we he does we cut it regularly. It's egregious seventy. I'm sorry, it is egregious. But she We're does a good 60. job. He's a little prick, so I'd pay her a hundred probably. 
I'll tell you what, though. I'll pay 65 if you just let me just tap and go. Get one of those <laughs> little, those little white things. Yeah, the little, yeah, little white beep, And I can just go beep when I pick well, it up. I and then I, I'll tip you even if I can just go beep. Oh, mate, Kevin, you're talking about the, you're fucking talk about having to go and get fuel. By the time you've got your fuel out, you can't, oh, there's no money in your account, so you can't no, even afford the dog. I've got to go to a bloody fucking loan shark to, to pay for anything anymore. <laughs> you got to go to the Mako Shark's brother, the loan shark, and fucking loan. You know who? I've said before, the criminals and the drug dealers, they're the ones with the cash on the street corner going, you get your That's dog cut, got... here you go. I've got some cash <laughs> for you, bro. I've got some cash for you. <laughs> Jesus you Christ. Want you want a dog cat? Now, you know, I, I've one? had cash before. We've had some cash. Uh, local footy, country boys. Oh, Jesus, it's Jesus, funny. Told you about Gilly's yeah. little funny thing he does where Big he always cash. used to, I'd be driving local and it'd be a lull, be a lull because it's like a four-hour trip. And Gilly's a funny man. And uh, I just often look and he'd put his whole entire pay packet in the air conditioning vent. And it'd just, just to flap it in the breeze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like not funny, but because like you're so bored, it's and it was unprovoked and he just did it. Like it's just one of those funny things. And he, he would have just been like getting big squid. Look, look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's fourth person. There's four yeah. people on earth, local yep. footy players, getting paid the big bucks to play squid. shit country country football. <laughs> yeah, just to become farmers' uh, tax write-offs. You come up from Melbourne, you get four times what you're worth, and you come home yep. a happy man. But you do have cash, and you and and the only place you can spend it, it would seem, is at a dog groomer. So it's still sitting there in its envelope, waiting. Robbo, no cash here. <laughs> no cash. No, that's all. That's funny because ours is exactly the same. I go, yeah. and I'm not just. We don't script this. This is not a. We, as I said, you cuff. don't tell me off the cuff. You the never dome, tell me. Is. It's off the dome. Off, bouncing off me melon, and uh, it's the same thing. Drop the dog off. Going after fucking. Yeah. Pay for you got to go. It's hard, mate, and you got to pay like two dollars eighty at a fucking ATM these days. They absolutely gouge at the ATMs. Right. This is. I could have put them in the Shark Tank alone. Just fucking ATMs. Can I there tell you? Are. Talk about rehash over someone, mate. I had to fill up. So fuel, bad. Uh, I made a blue. I went to the shell that we've talked about before on this podcast. You know what she offered me the other day? Travel pie and a four-pack of Red Bull. I'm like, (laughs) travel pie and a four-pack of Red Bull. (laughs) What do you want, love? That's an obscure combo. Do you want me to have a heart attack and leave two children behind? A four-pack of Red Bull and a travel pie at like 7.45. And you might just off the cuff on a traveller pie and a four pack of Red Bull with Durana. <laughs> Love. It's fucked up. Offer me a loaf of bread or two litres of full cream. Do you know, I think I'm almost want to go live on our Instagram page next time. I'll go there and I'll record this woman. She's fucking, you. she's farcical the way she carries on. She's got You've a got to get the size you. of a fucking... Oh, mints. Anyway. How many mints they want off you? You're telling me what? I've got bad breath, do I love? Fuck. Calm it down on the mints. I just run a, I run a Larry David program, just a couple of different different types of mint in the uh, middle of your car there. Do you remember he tells that lady? Always have Go a loose fill it up mint, with yeah. mints. Yeah, fill it up with mints. I have fill a mint, car but it's mints, loose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just warning you now, it's loose. Do you want to reach in for it or you want me to get it for you? I. Re- you know what I'd do? If it was Larry David, I'd let him give it to me because I just know oh. how finicky he is. Anyone no. else, I'm reaching in and getting them myself. No, if it's Larry David, I'm fucking, I'm polishing his knob, to be honest. <laughs> I'm licking oh, yeah, the throat. Yeah, we, imagine we could get LB on this pod. No, he's not nah, a fighter, but he's fought, he's fought the comedy scene. So you can, we can always just make it happen, I reckon. That would I be. Ever, if I ever got to breathe the same air as Larry David, I'd hit the deck and probably die. So let's not put him on the pod because I'll make a fool of myself. Yeah, that's fair. 
That's fair. Okay, Mako Shark, great segment and great because that is happening and it's happening more and more. And I will say to you, it happened the other day at this – remember I've told you about that Jesus Cafe in Montmorency mm. that's not open on Sundays? Mm-hmm. And they annoy me. They've Sabbath. got to be managed to. Yeah. Yeah, they always so do. I went there the other day. I was working from home. I thought, great, because, you know, the new job doesn't afford me like I used to be able to just go and get nice sort of little bre- healthy breakfast, little acai bowl because I'm in the road. I'm out, right? So I go, I'm going to go get one. And it was a massive line thinking, fucking hell, why is there a line here at this time of the morning? Anyway, get to the front. I've waited about 11 and a half minutes, which is a long time standing. Got up to the front, went to place my order. Oh, sorry, our uh, electricity's down, cash only. I'm like, oh, <sighs> fucking put a sign up so I don't come in. But I wasn't going to then go and get a 40 out and then have like, like $13 loose on me. So I just said, no, fuck you yeah, can't. And left. No. Got a coffee, didn't even eat. Well, so, I'll tell you what, there must have been a reason. God has a plan for everything he does. So he must have switched off the electricity for a reason, Matthew. Hey, I'm surprised, mate, Kasha. Talking about God, because I saw a lady do a rant on um, Twitter. It was the best ever about the this whole American oh, thing. No. She just yes. launched. Did you see her? I did see it. The red lady? I liked it. Uh, are the news sort of she on a news desk? She's saying, like, just because oh, I'm not going to have a go yeah. at you because you like the Bible, right? But just yeah, because but you like the Bible, yeah. you don't tell me. I, I actually well, thought that's... that was good. It was one of the great ones, but that's the problem. Yeah. We don't want to go into it because I could fucking start yeah, okay. shooting from the hip right now. Yeah, It'll probably okay. get us pulled off the airwaves, Matthew. Oh, we'll just leave, but I just, I will say break. that lady in the red, congratulations, because you're something yeah, no, perfectly. She nailed everyone it. Else she has, fucking nailed everyone it. else has had opinions, right? But if really, no you know one that, could argue with that. That video actually for 2018 as well. She uh, she oh, prefaced she the entire <laughs> thing years ago because she saw the Did writing she? on the wall, Matthew. And, um, wow. Yeah, she was yeah. imagine how steamed up she'd be now. Oh, yeah. She'd be percolating. <laughs> Can we get a welfare check on her? Get a welfare check on fucking half the planet at this point, Matty. Let's move okay, on. Okay. Well, well done. Because you, do, you don't often go low, low-hanging fruit. You, you, so I like that. Because you, you everyone would have been thinking, oh, he's going to fucking... Going to steam over this. I'm like, anyway, I'm going to move forward. But anyway, it was good that you found something else because that shows that you care about the segment and you don't just do the mm. easy thing. No, the no, easy no. thing would have been to sit here for a whole episode's brain, but you didn't. So well, I'll have hey, to start another tip, podcast for all that stuff, Matty. I, t- I tip my hat to you. Good on you, Thank son. You. Um, okay, what do we got? Oh boy, Jesus Christ. Now, remember last week we said we don't have any same timers and we were excited. No same timers, no like one thing for the week to focus on, one punting day. One mm-hmm. this week, we have a, a, a Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a big week of sports. Thank Christ, Wednesday's on a pay per view because if it is, you're <sighs> looking at a two hundred and eleven dollars. I reckon. I tell you what, and I can't afford all the pay per views and a dog groom. I tell you. So, what, do we want to go through the boxing first because it's first, or would you like to go through the UFC because that's probably more prime coming out of this segment? What would you like to go I reckon, with? Mate, uh, I'm going to throw it to you. Throw it to the mate. I'm going to go UFC, meat and potatoes, and then we'll get yeah. to the Aussie boxing. Good call, Good smart call. We'll tease the local crowd. All right, and I'll get my little, uh, I'll get my little multi ready to go. So you tell I'll me. Tell you what, Matty, we're, we're going to uh, we're going to go just recap what happened on the weekend. Fight yeah, no, night. we are. We are. It was Sorry. a fucking another ripper fight night. No, we had good fights, mate. We had good fights. Didn't we? We? Did. we had good fights or we had good, good fights? Fight. We had we good did. fights. Good fights. We'll start off, Matty. We'll start off yeah. with a friend of yeah. the pod, mate. One of our favourites. A mm-hmm. bloke that we have been frothing at the mouth for now for uh, many, many a month. I am talking Carlos, the Black Jag Ulberg, the big yes. hunk bag himself, the big sexy, the best looking man in the octagon, someone that I've been touting now for months and months and months on this pod. And he's finally, I reckon, just shown the world exactly what he's capable of. He went bop and he fucked the bloke right up. 
He went bot with a jab, but I'll tell you what else, he'll go bot with. If he wants to become the next rock on in Hollywood, oh. that man is more handsome and he's more naturally built and he's a better-looking human and he can fight better and he's not a cheese ball that gives away trucks but then goes live and wants to show everyone he's giving away trucks for the wrong no, reason. No, 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 and Mr. No. Mr. Ulberg's the man to jump on. He bopped him with a jab that rocked his actual world. I couldn't believe it. Everyone jumped like it was a big – it was just a jab. It was a left jab that cooked him, Maker. Because he possesses power. He possesses Ooh. unbridled sexiness and pure <laughs> power. And this man, I reckon he is mm. someone to reckon with at light heavyweight. I reckon oh, he's no, coming definitely. for all the glory. He's yeah, coming yeah. out of city kickboxing. We know mm. they just breed killers down there. And uh, this was a performance that uh, I think he's been ready to show for quite a while now. And I was excited for it, Matty. I was excited you called for, for it. it. I mean, you yeah, said, I called you for said, it. You said, said, he, said his first said one, bit, yeah, and then his second one, he just wanted to get the win. And it was yep. a bit of a snoozy sort of uh, – there was nothing snooze about this. This was not no, 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 snooze. No. What's the opposite of snooze? Absolute fucking – I don't know what's the opposite of snooze, but this was it. i tell you what. <laughs> that was absolutely absolute. it. You gotta, you gotta almost keep your misses away from Carlos's fights because uh, he's an attractive man. He's Roman Reigns with short hair. Like, let's be honest, this bloke's up there. I love him, <laughs> and I reckon we'll get him on the pod if we keep sucking him right off of here enough. He'll jump on. What's the uh, the Roman Reigns gimmick that he's running with now? Because that's what people should do with him. Oh, respect the, uh, the him, tribal chief. Respect him. Respect yeah. him. You will respect, respect him. Carlos, the tribal mm. chief of City Kickboxing. We love you. Yeah. We love mm-hmm. all of you blokes down there. So. Bravo, Carlos. Bravo. Bravo, City Boxing, for another just elite talent, too. Because, you know, they've got the, the top end, but you, this guy's just coming through. You know, yep. He's obviously come from a different sport. and But yeah, they breed killers, like you said, and uh, I would hate to be fighting anyone from that gym, mm-hmm. personally. 100%. Yeah, no, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Did you. Skip so over, is, uh... you did skip over a leg of the multi, though, which I was a bit annoyed about then. You got to be excited. You got, bit, you got drawn into his eyes. Oh, you missed our little, leaping, the, uh... our little leapy-loo. A little the, leapy, the value. That was the value lassie. bet. She was paying three dollars fifty one. That was the value off of the listeners late. You said that after the fact. Yeah, she was the I one did, that won. I was yes. too excited by the attractiveness of Carl. I wanted to jump straight into it, Maddie. But yes, you're I'm right. I'm looking at it. I'm looking Our at my resulted bet. You've got leaping lassie. I've got Vanessa Dimopoulos. Tick. Yep. I've got Carlos Olberg. Sex tick. pot. Tick. And then we sex get hunk. into sex. <laughs> She did it again, though. She got the she win. Did. I don't know. It wasn't. She clipped, uh, she clipped him. She clipped she, Bisping on Twitter. She said, uh, she Bisping said Rogan. Yeah, because she said She jumped a... into Bisping's arms, like almost like Me Too style, like no consent given. She just, Bisping didn't want it, but she she did it anyway. She well, just said, I'm well, jumping into your arms, Michael, whether you like it or not, Michael. I will like, say I don't to like you. it, Vanessa. I don't, I got one arm. Vanessa. I can't Vanessa. hit you. I can't. I can't. Got I got one arm, Vanessa. I will but say to you, Mako Shark, you drop, you drop, you drop me too. I reckon, I reckon they've got a few up their sleeve, women. Like Maybe. they could probably get away with a few of those because they've probably been on the the, the raw end Mako. of the deal there. So if she wants to jump into a bisping arm with one eye and a knee, gimpy yep. knee, get in there, yeah, good on get it. in there. He loved it. He loved Big. it. Mm. But Joe, Joe did embrace it a lot more. And Vanessa, she's two and zero. We're going to keep an eye on her because Joe I was know. on. Joe was on LSD at the time. He smoked a little bit of uh, what the fuck do they call that? Uh, the fucking geez, my brain's just gone absolutely cold on it. DMT, dimethyltryptophan, or whatever the fuck it is. He smoked a bit of that and he loved it, mate. I'll tell Ooh, you what, maybe that's a big anyway. word for this time of night. I like it. Uh, okay, then we had the un uh, look, this was the layup leg of the, the multi, a dollar 12, Mr. Uma Nurgamedov. 
And Uma. we said, can't lose. Uma and the Mega Medov, you're right, oh. Matty, absolutely drilled the bloke. Absolutely yeah. drilled him. Not really. He probably didn't. It went to the distance. But uh, it was never in doubt. They it was just a clinic. Suffocate. It was a clinic. It was a suffocation. And that's what happens when your name's Nemegamedov, let's be honest. And you're actually related to him. Your cousin, not the other bloke who's not related. Fuck the other bloke off. Yes. And uh, uh, so does win. So the multi's looking fucking good, isn't it, Matthew? It's looking quite nice. It's looking fantastic. I was uh, – and look, I was up and about at this point because I was like, okay, we got the, the value out the way. Ulberg got rid of his uh, – you know, the, the, the nerves or the flatterness of the first two, you know, a bit of maybe sort of yep. uh, butterflies in the stomach. He just put on what he can do. So we're like, tick, tick. Then we go, yep, lay up, tick. Always nervous with the dollar ten, dollar twelve, because they, they don't represent anything other than just a bit of a sort of, you know, dick measuring contest with how many we can tip right. Because exactly. really, like, don't, you don't get any don't value, value out of that. Do they? It's no. a danger leg. We call that the danger leg. And then we go, we go into our other man, and we've said this before, men that walk to the ring and these hats don't lose, and who are we talking uh-huh. about, Mako? Mate, I'll tell you what, we're talking about friend of the pod, Shavkat Rachmanov, the man that wears the big furry hat, the fucking sable hat from Battery Park. These people <laughs> do not lose fights. And I tell you what, yeah. this was touted. He, he's got a lot of hype behind him, Rachmanov. Mm. And uh, he was up against Neil Magny. This was definitely his, uh, I'd say, his biggest test to date and did he yes. pass the test with flying colors or what he absolutely dominated neil magny in a fashion yeah. that says to me rachmanov's the real deal and it's, start, it's time for shortcuts to start getting some uh, real sort of top five ten material here like i'd see a title shot come for him he with called him. out uh wonder boy did he not yes he did like no, if he wants Matthews. a fight why doesn't he want jake matthews Everyone's ducking Jake Matthews. Even Rachmanov's ducking Jake Matthews. Well, Jake Matthews might come out in a hat, and then you've got a hat versus hat, and then you're really under the pump. Someone should call his bluff and come out with a hat. They might then be selling them down at uh, Epping Plaza. Maybe you could grab one down there <laughs> from uh, Granny Mays or something. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, some, there's some surrounding areas with people probably doing some garage uh, shop work Campbellfield. around there. Laylor Epping, Camberfield. Yeah. There'd be people yeah. selling those hot off the press, I reckon. Got to be something. I reckon tattoos uh, make you 10% tougher. No, these hats are the new tattoos. Those hats, mate. They're they're unmissable, these hats. So he fucked Neil Magny up, to be honest. Neil Magny looked like a fish out of water, and he would have been thinking, all right, all right, Mm. fuck my life. I can't hang anymore. This is no good. Yes. Uh, It was a clinic. So our multi. Tick. Just tick, 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 baby. I did something I'm not proud of. Uh, I laid off. Final leg, I laid off. Soft well, he was paying. He was paying. No, I don't reckon because he was paying three dollars fifty. So it afforded an opportunity just to get our get our cash back and just because it's a punt club and it's all percentages. So I've I've profited for the week after like eight months of no one profiting. I profited off a week where I accidentally made a bet when it wasn't my bet because I put it on the punt club account, not my personal account, and it won. And then, but it went to me. So I'm actually I'm actually pretty hot to trot here, Mako Shark. I'm following you some were. of your No, tips. you're probably right. You can't lose at that point. Can't lose. Why would you? you why would you risk it? Dumb. Good. Good point. Good point. Yes. Actually, good point. We've got Armin Saruki and Maddie. They're the, the hype machine. Armin T is silent Saruki versus Mateus. I got to go down to the GP to check out if I've got an acute case of gamrot. But um, like what I thought is, on the early beach uh, footy trip, I thought I yeah. had a fucking gamrot. I'm starting to swell. Is that a case of gamrot, or am I oh, just happy to freaking. see it? Asked the oldest bloke on the trip to take me to the hospital and he looked at me and I knew he wasn't there and he said, I'm in no shape or form to take you anywhere. And I went, right. You would have gone, mate, I can see what's wrong with you, mate. You've got a severe case of gamrot just creeping up your left leg. But uh, George, you're making suffers from gamrot. 
can't walk, mate. <laughs> Cannot walk when he gets the the gamrot starting to flare up. So, tell you what, this was a fight, Matty. Uh, jokes oh, aside boy. from the funny yes. name, because it sounds quite mm. a funny gamrot, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I need to take some penicillin to get rid of that gamrot. Oh, boy. Armin Sarukian, Mateus Gamera, what a fight. Take a bow, boys. That was a yes. uh, hell of a fight. This is the new breed, Matty. The new breed yeah. of fighter that's coming through the ranks in the UFC. These these blokes that are just on some sort of sick level where they're just so well-rounded and they're young. This is what we talk they've, about. Uh, we talk about it often, don't we, that they're the new, new generation. Crop. Yeah, new they're crop, well-rounded, mate. well-versed. They're going to start fucking people up. Yeah. I know we're at lightweight. Yeah. Lightweight's a really brutal division but i reckon these blokes in a few more years these guys and the guys coming up behind them are going to be the absolute lifeblood of this company because these guys put on a fucking clinic high level matty high level wrestling high level grappling high level striking high level fight and uh, i reckon there's a case to be made that sarukian was hard done by by the judges matty hard done by Hard done by, hard done by. My punk club was hard done by. I was hard done by. Benny G, who followed suit with the Mako Shark multi and put his own hard-earned punting responsibly thanks to Palmer Bet. Hard done by. We've been fucked. We're 14 from 17. Should be 17 from 17. Mortgage mauling. Should be all mm. going to the USC this weekend on a $4,400 return ticket because that's how much it would sting you. But we could smoke cigars with it and we'd be there. But the judges have cost us. And you know what? I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit, mate. I think he's uh look, great fight. Gamrot definitely was it was close, but I just feel like he uh got a little bit lucky in the end of the day. So yeah. anyway. Anyway. Sarukian, he, he won't take a hit from that. Don't worry about that. No. His stock still no, re- still rose. Diaz um, style rose too, because yeah, yeah. yeah, it's one of those ones where you lose but people love you. So that's perfect he, result, really. He's risen, Matthew. He is risen. Risen. We move on. We've got a like big a- one, Matty. We got a fucking well, big one. I was going to say, like an oven it. risen from the oven. Yes, you know, absolutely. We got UFC. What's that? The cake rising in the you oven. The, the yeast. Ro- yeast. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we got a huge event. This is going to be big, right? And I know. You, I know you're doing. A, what are we doing? Um, you're doing arachne plus one. Oh, I was going to go just the eight leg arachnid, okay. but uh, it could be a plus arachnid. one in there. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, we'll I can get four things. Arachnids, eight-legger, Mako multi. Just the time because we've got the boxing to cover. We don't want to go. Just, we'll just give us – go balls deep into the big ones, but just for the for the listeners, give us your tips from your eight and just, yeah, you know what I mean. You know. What Quick shout-out to our man, our mate Matty Harry, friend of the pod, friend of us in general life. He's heading over to Las Vegas this week, Matthew. He's going to land in Las go Vegas on the Friday, and he's going to be in town, and if he can get a fucking ticket at some late stage that doesn't cost him $9 million, he'll be in the building. He'll Maybe. be going live on the ground, roving reporter. Who the fuck are these guys coming direct from T-Mobile Arena, Matthew? But, uh, the list, I'm going to say the listener's going to be, uh, are the listener's going to be expecting some uh, some sort of live broadcast well, from us. From I the so. And I will say, if there's any listeners out there, right, because we've got a broad scope now, right? We do. We, we we started this podcast with just our mothers and our friends listening. Now we're we tell you what the number th- I'll tell you what the number two and number three are to tell you how worldly we are. United States number two, which could help him because someone could be listening over there that wants mm-hmm. to help a friend of the pod. Matty Harry, a generous man, a lovely man, and would love nothing other than doesn't want a free ticket. He'll he'll pay, but just just mm-hmm. afford him the opportunity to buy one because they went they sold out very quickly, and uh, we don't want him to have to pay StubHub because you never know he could miss out. So anyone listening. Want to help this pot out and be a friend for life? Get in touch and we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll assist. I will say that um, the live Instagrams could be hard because he might be gassy, and when he gets gassy, he doesn't talk. So it could be a very yes. it could be two out of three. 
Mako. He'll be sucking the beers down, I would have thought, with Gay. Would you like to know what number three is? Tell me. Kingdom of Spain. Kingdom, the Kingdom of Spain are big on this podcast. <laughs> the data coming through, yeah. the, 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 what do you call it, the airwaves. Mm. Spain, the Spaniards, Matthew. They love the they algorithm. Love they love us the over there. Spaniards just crave us. They love Cravers. fucking running with the bulls and listening to Uta Fook. And they love gambling it's responsibly practice. while running away from the bulls and listening responsibly. It's a fantastic combo. The Kingdom of it. Spain. Who would have thought? Who would have no. thunk at these two blokes? Hey, Kingdom hey. of Spain boys. They love us over there. We're cultured here. We are, mate. We are. So we're going to get into it. Yes. 276. This is stacked, this car. There's one yeah. word for it. Stacked. Tell you what, it's like fucking Anna Nicole Smith. She was stacked, Matthew. And uh, it's probably the best event of the year on paper. We'll see what happens. Sometimes they don't come through with the goods. But uh, at this point, it's a fucking belter. Do you want so me you to want tell to start... you my, my theory, Mako Show? Yeah, the no, big, I'd love you big, to. The big, I've said it multiple times. I'm not, I reckon the big cards, the, the hype and the build-up, it, it leads to not often the best cards. And then oh, the right. under the unders where guys are fighting for that recognition and leaving yeah. everything there often and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not talking about there's always great there'll be great fights in this car so don't don't twist my words listeners but what I'm saying is as an overall event often the ones that are jam packed with the guys that are trying to get to this next level deliver from a total event perspective as opposed to the big events where out of you know the whole card it might not be as uh, enjoyable from a fight fan perspective, but it will be enjoyable from a big fight fan perspective is what I'm trying to say, Maker. Well, absolutely, mate. Uh, sometimes, yeah, the big names on paper don't always deliver the barn burners and the ones that the no. uh, the casuals might look over deliver you absolute belters. But, mate, I think there's too many good fights on this card to not be an absolute uh, fucking uh, a sizzler. This is going to be a sizzling sizzler. pay-per-view, Matty. It's what do you got for me? Leave top me to off. bottom. We're just going to go mm-hmm. through the multi, Matty. I'm going to go through every fight, yeah. but... The Arachnid eight legger. We're going to start off with an Australian, not quite yes. a friend of the pod yet, but maybe one day if she hears this, maybe one day you'll be a friend of the pod. Just we've broken in a bit. We've broken in because she's uh, friendly did. with we um. No, but she's friendly with no, she's friendly with the crudy pie. Crudy pie, yeah, she's friendly with the crudy pie. She wants Delicious. to cut the mullet, which I uh, I'm aghast about. Don't you dare no, we'll, try and make we'll, air we'll man. address cut the that on this. Pod- she should come on this podcast though. It's silly that she hasn't really. Like we're we're very. Uh, we're, we're open to having anyone that come. We want you on. We want her on. We've had, we've had Eddie we'll... Hearn on this week. Fucking come on. Yes, 100%. We, yeah. She'll come on, you're I reckon. You're putting she'll her come in. On. She'll, I will say she Just let us go. down in an she earlier. Did. She did. Yeah, so she needs to. But I've, uh, I've I've looked over who she's fighting, Julia Stoliarenko, and her record stinks, Matthew. She hasn't won a <laughs> okay. fight in the UFC. She's 0-3 wow. this third. You could say and she's I think Jessica Rose Clark, it's a layup. She's going okay. to belt her. And I'm going to go Aussies. It's an Aussie flavor. There's an yes, Anzac like flavour to this card, and I'm putting her in okay. early doors. Leg Go one, in. don't you fuck the multi early, please. In dollar seventy one. Thank you. Then we're going to move on. Yes. So the big Sith African Dreykus Duplessis Matthew, Fiam Fulfakis, Hansi Kronier, Kepler Vessels, Diplomatic Immunity. Um, the other guy with the legs. What was his name? Wibble uh, wobble, the, wibble wobble, jelly on a plate. Jelly on a plate. The guy with no legs. Hansi Kronier. He shot his wife. No, no Hansi Kronier. Um, the, uh, the Blade Runner. The Blade Runner. What's his name, Matthew? I didn't did shoot Rina Steenkamp. Riva Steenkamp. And what the fuck I is did. his name? I've forgotten. <laughs> I, did not, I did not. He has been texting a rugby player. <laughs> fuck. 
fuck? The Blade he, Runner. At least he is a full man. And Oscar a, Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius. I all right, didn't that's all I know. I did not do it. One of the, but but I you, one of the crookest bits of footage ever in that whole do- re- that doco, if you watch mm. it, was when they made him. They made him. Oh, it was fucked. Because he claimed he had his, didn't have his legs, so he was yeah, on his stumps. To, and they made him stump across the floor. Did you see it? Yeah. I, yeah, Bro, I, that. I felt a bit sick in the stomach watching a man stump across a the horrible floor. Horrible situation, the fucking Blade mm. Runner. Oscar Shocking. Studious. I love the Cunt. Jim Jeffries bit, though. Anyone out there that's heard the Jim Jeffries bit, you'll know all about it. One of the great all-time stand-up comedic bits. <laughs> I uh, I laugh, uh, I reckon, every fortnight when I think about it. But um, <laughs> Dreykes Duplessis, he's Sith African, and he's going to beat uh, Brad Tavares. He's Fat's brother. Fat's brother. Fat Duplessis' brother, he is. And it's very hard accent, Matthew. It's very hard to do because sometimes I fall into New Zealand when I do it. But the yes. diplomatic immunity always gets me back on track when I say that. So I'm Diplomatic immunity and Diplomatic immunity. Riva. Dreykes, we've gone too long on the South African, but yeah. he's going to beat Brad Tavares. <laughs> Yes. And that's the second leg of the multi. Brad Tavares is, is a tough, yes. tough bastard, but Duplessis is, uh, he's he's, I think he's 2 and 0 in the UFC, both knockouts. So I think he's yeah. going to keep that going. He's going to win. He's going to okay. fucking win, Maddie. Right. Then we're going to move on. We're going to go mm-hmm. Andre Munez against Uriah Hall. I think this is a. Uh, You've skipped pretty... over there. You've skipped over Donald. Just I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't. You don't want to touch that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to touch Donald. That. Jim, I'm glad you didn't touch it. it. I, I, Donald I represents it. value, but he also represents CTA. So let's move past that. Losing fights. But I don't know. Fights that I just don't have enough confidence in, I'm going to just fucking jump over. Donald like versus that. Jim Miller, I don't know what no, the hell's going to happen. that's smart, right? Don't, don't fish where the fish aren't biting, baby. I agree, baby. I'm throwing the burly in the water and Andre Munez is biting. He's yeah. going to beat Uriah Hall. <laughs> yeah, because I think he's going to. Just because I think yeah, he's well, on a bit of a tear. You're allowed to. You've, you've, yeah, you're man, 14 from 17. Fuck. Then we're going to push on, Matty, to this guy mm. that I don't actually like him too much, but he wants he wants so desperately to be the next big thing. Ian Gary. I like him. Up against uh, Gabe Green. I think Ian Gary's a bit of a cheese merchant. He is. He's a bit of a... Dipping uh, in it. Doused in it. He's dip, he's, he is. He's dousing in cheese. And he wants to just be like, nobody's better on the mic than me. Is that... That's not even Irish. How do you do Irish accents, Matty? Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. Nobody's I'm the best, better. Conor McGregor than me on the microphone. It's like, no. Ian I will Gary say to you, no one's, no one's actually worse. He's shocking. That's what his, if that was his gimmick, how much more would yeah. you love him? Nobody's yeah. worse than me. Yeah, if it was ironic, funny. I'd yeah. jump on. But he's <laughs> trying his best to be like, I'm the new man. But you're not, yeah. Ian Gary. He actually but sounded I think a bit like uh, the bloke from um, The Young Ones then. Oh, Neil. I'm going to go and get myself a cup uh, of tea. Lentils, wallpaper. <laughs> you got to watch The Young Ones if you haven't. Yeah. But uh, Ian uh, Gary, yeah. he's going to win. I don't know who mm-hmm. Gabe Green is, but tell your story walking, son. Yeah. Then we push into like the main that. card, Maddie, and our man, yeah. or not really our man, but potentially our man. I jumped off a bit, yeah. but I don't mind him. I don't mind him at all these days. He yeah. loves to kick off a main card. Sean Sugar O'Malley, Matthew. He's he's yes. starting it up again against Pedro Munez. <laughs> big, big, Without uh, doubt, his yes. biggest jump up. Yes. I uh, I kept one tiny, tiny, tiny toots in the pond just because I didn't fully jump off just in case. And this is that moment. If he can win this, <laughs> this will make that Tootsie in the Pond good because you actually know he can fight. But if he doesn't and he does the silly gimmicks again, then you just go, well, you're just a, you're Look, just a silly, silly fight. I was a bit on the O'Malley train, but then he obviously got beaten by uh, Cheeto, which is no reason to jump off a bloke. Everyone can lose a fight. But at the time, I didn't like the way he handled that loss. I thought it was uh, very sort of – He knows a beast too. I don't, yes. Cheeto's a, a jet. Yeah. He talked a lot of shit about Cheeto, and he just refused to admit that he lost, which at the time mm. upset me, right? 
but he, he mm. stuck it through. He sort of got me back on side because he's really Ooh, sort of seeing this like through. This. And he still just runs though I'm undefeated. It kind of, it's kind of funny now. It's kind of got to the oh, point where I find it amusing. I like this. I like and this. I like the way he's sort of gone about the way he's done the last few fights. He's okay. even sort of come out and said, fuck it, I don't want to fight good fighters until you start paying me, which I think is fair. <laughs> Smart. Enough. Smart. Why, why go out there and start fighting killers when you're still on a rookie wage? I think just no. go out there, build up the highlight reel, which is what he's done. And as I said previously, sometimes he puts pressure on himself fighting these sort of cans because all the pressure in the world on you to win because you have to beat the can, don't you? But he's yes. gone out there and he's, he's delivered on all of his fights in the last sort of 12 months, 18 months. But this is the uh, this is going to be a big one. I think Pedro's ranked 10, potentially, Matt. <clears throat> yes. So, I think he is, look, yes. pressure's on. Not pressure, but this is a good fight for Sean. If he can get the job done here in, in that sort of fashion, then uh, sky's the limit for old sugar. I reckon he'll win. I reckon he'll, I reckon he'll stop him. I think he might be right. I think he's got the striking capability to do it, and that's why I'm going to put him in the arachnid eight-leg multi. What do you think? I will say, I like your little analogy there of why would you fight when you're not getting – because it's, it's, it makes no sense because mm-hmm. all, you, all you do is you, you damage a brand. And one Especially, thing that man can do yeah. is marketing. He should, be, he should come and work with a uh, friend of, the, friend of the, uh, the pod once he's finished fighting creative art director Tom Winborn because you want something creative and you want something arty. Yeah. This man's Very the good. man, and he understands how to make money. And why on earth would you do fight the best guys for the least amount of money? It's all it's saying at the NFL, right? These the, the rookie uh, running backs come out of college and get treated like a fucking stable horse, just get rammed into the ground. And when they're actually ready mm-hmm. for them to get off their rookie, most of them have got no knees left, no necks, yeah. and they're fucked. And they burn out by like twenty five. They're cooked. Done. Because these big corporations, they treat you like a fucking entity and they run you into yes. the ground, Matthew. So, That's right. yeah, 100%. Sean yes. O'Malley, smart, because he knows. He knows his value to this company. They're putting him on all the main cards, pay-per-view cards, because he brings in cash, Matthew. He cash. brings in viewers. He's a big, big name. And he knows yeah. that. He knows his own value. So why would I risk that value right now like fighting it. killers when I can just fucking beat up a few cans, keep the fucking yeah, hype rolling, and then I sign a new contract for Big Squid Similar to what Paddy the Buddy, I don't get knocked out lad, is doing. He yes. he fucking sold out the O2 Arena on his fucking own, right? And he was getting yes. paid fourteen grand or some shit, fourteen mm-hmm. to show, fourteen to win. Mm-hmm. So why would he fight some sort of fucking savage killer and, and risk your brand when you're Wouldn't. the one selling out an arena and they're still only paying you peanuts? So I'm with these blokes. You've got to know your worth and you don't want to risk it. Anyone that can get the Mako Shack back on board too shows you the kind of character they are. Not mm. saying you're fully off him, but anyone can get you to speak positively after not really enjoying that. That's a big move in the fight game. So that big that move. there should be, give people confidence in putting your heart in on him. Um, I don't have to, the next uh, three legs, yeah. Mako Shark. I've, I've had to cast my eye over it too. Geez, they're they're tough. I reckon tricky legs, Matty. I think tricky no, legs. they're not. Two of them aren't I, tricky, but one of them's tricky for mine. They're only a little bit tricky. Nah. Nah, but I'll go with the tricky one for mine first, which is okay. the next fight, Matty. Mm. Sean Strickland. I, hate, I Alex, hate Sean Strickland. I don't like Sean Strickland. I think he's an absolute goofball. I think he's a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> but uh, he's fighting Alex Pereira, Matthew. Your man. Well, yes, 100%. I've, uh, I've said get on board Alex Pereira because there's big things in the future for this man. But, uh, look, this is a big fight. They've said the winner of this is next up for a title shot at middleweight. So... UFC clearly want Alex Pereira to win this because they can foresee the Pereira v. Adesanya rivalry, and that's just dollar signs in their eyes. So yes. no doubt they want him to win, Matty. But I uh, I just don't quite know about this fight, Matty. I think uh, Sean Strickland, 
I don't well, like him. Gonna, you reckon he's going to be the party pooper? He's pretty well-rounded. Like, he's not the worst. He's very upright, there. though. He's very upright. And Pereira's coming from a kickboxing background, am he I? Is. He so is. He's coming from a savage that really kickboxing stiff background. really surfboard sort of stance that Strickland's got leaves him open to a lot of uh, body kicks. He does. And leaves him, then when he drops his hands, leaves him open to leg. I'm going to go out there and tell you right now, I've just talked myself into, it's going to be a Pereira stoppage via foot. Foot to the fucking bonds? Bonds or body, but it's gonna, that's what's going to stop it. But you tell us what right. you're thinking. Well, I was just thinking, right, Sean Strickland's a pretty well-rounded character. He's got a lot of experience in MMA. Pereira, this is his third fight in the UFC. Yeah. I think he's only 5-1 and one in his fucking MMA career. Like He's yes. he's been uh, catapulted up to the big leagues pretty quickly because yes. they want that Adesanya fight. That's clearly what they want. Yeah. I think Strickland's clearly a more well-rounded fighter. Right, so if it stays standing, mm. all right, Pereira is going to probably piece him up a little bit. But Strickland, I think mm. he's got a lot more smart punting. tools in the kit bag. So is he going to yes. take him down? Is he going to nullify him? Is he going to grapple him? He's going to clinch him against the cage. He's going to make things difficult for Alex Pereira. He's going to try yep. and wear him out. He's going to try and lean yep. on him. And we've already mm. seen it in his first two fights. That first bloke did that exact thing to Pereira in the first round, but that guy wasn't quite good enough to continue. It got fucking flying knee to the face, got knocked out, right? I just yeah. think Sean Strickland, I think everyone's getting sucked that into the I think Sean Strickland at $2.05 is pretty juicy for a man who yeah, has a juicy. lot more experience. I, I personally want Pereira to win. This is what I want in my heart. Yes. I want Pereira to win yes. because I want that fight. I think it's going to be a sexy fight down the line. Strickland versus Adesanya is going to sell about nine pay-per-views. No one wants to see it. Yeah. But I just think Strickland potentially is going to get the win here, and that's why I'm going to put him in the eight-legger. Okay. Nah, put him in. I've put him in. And if he doesn't win, I'm going to look like a dickhead and be like, oh, I should have gone Pereira. But still, no, I just really. think at this point, I think uh, educated guess. No, nah, from a punting point. point of view, not the heart, the punting, you got to punt wisely. We always say mm. it. And if you're punting and we're backing up what we say, well, you're putting the money on him. Yeah. Well, so, it's going to be a good yep. fight. Though. I, I do hope Pereira wins, but also I don't want to lose the multi. So it's a you know, catch-22 right. situation. Yeah, I like it. You're laying off yourself. It's good. <clears throat> Because you can't really be disappointed because you get the fight you want at the end. You do lose yep. the multi, but you, you don't lose because you get the fight yep. you want. So, exactly smart. right. Uh, this, is, this, this leg is what it, it concerns me, Mako Shark, this next leg, because our man, the Volk, I'm just going to tell you why it concerns me. Our man, the Volk, is on a path to GOAT status if he's not already there in that division. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's fighting against a man that's as elite as it gets. Might be coming to the end, a bit long in the tooth, but no, he's, he's already he's beaten not. him he's twice. He's already beaten he's... him twice. Yep. Right? And we talk about this. You're going to find him three times. Odds just say you just don't beat Mac Holloway three times. I know Volk's different and breaks records, but I don't know. I don't like them keep fighting the same guys. It annoys mm. me. This is an exciting fight, Matty. I'm, uh, yeah. this, is, this is my number one. It's got to be everyone's number one fight, don't This is the fight. This should have been this... the main is the fight. This is the people's fight. This is what everyone wants to see. I'm so excited for it. You're right what you say. Max Holloway is a fucking absolute champion of the sport. You're probably right. Not many people are going to beat Max Holloway three times in a row, are they? But our man, the Volk, the Aussie hero, the man from Dub, not WA, he's from fucking New South Wales, the little fella, he's a meatball. He's, He's the GOAT. He's the featherweight goat. I'm happy to say it. He's a fucking champion. I just think he's on a, just a slight rung above. I think he's just on that level. He's clearly rungs and rungs above the rest of the comp, but therefore so is Max Holloway. These two men are so far ahead of the competition, it's not even funny. These two men stand alone in the featherweight division. 
But I think Volk's just got his number, Matthew. I think he's just got his number. I watched the first fight again today just because I was bored on the couch and it was there on yeah. YouTube. I yes. can't even fathom the fact that Max Holloway at all ever thought that he won that fight. Max Holloway lost that fight convincingly. Okay. Volk yes. clinicked him in the first fight. It was almost yes. a shutout. At most, it was 49-46 Volk. Yep. The fact that Max even thought after that fight that he won it just boggles my mind. It's probably some of this weird championship mentality where you always believe you're the best. Maybe that's what it is, but he didn't win it. No one with a brain thinks he won the first fight. The second fight was very close, Matthew. Razor close. Yes, razor close. It was razor sharp. That, even on the day, I remember thinking, fuck, I'm not sure who's going who's gonna to win this here. But uh, Volk, he's just too good, mate. He, he got caught in the first two rounds in that fight. He makes the adjustments and he stops getting hit. He just doesn't get hit that much, Matthew. No. You watch Holloway's other fights with fucking Yaya Rodriguez or Calvin Cater. It's just wars, Matthew. They both bloodied yes. and bashed at the end of the fights. He takes a bloodied lot of damage. Everyone talks, everyone talks about Max Holloway's like his output. His output. He he throws the most strikes in history. But the yeah, opposite side of the spectrum, Matthew. He's also absorbed the most strikes in featherweight history. Well, I think UFC history potentially. Got you. That's not the record you want, is it? He gets hit a lot. Uh, he's never been knocked down ever, which is fucking phenomenal as well. But um. I just think Volk's on another level. Volk doesn't get into these fire fights. You look at Volk after the fight. His fight won't. His face won't look like it's been minced, like these fucking Josh Emmett's <laughs> and all these blokes look like. Yeah, Volk's minced, too pretty boys. for that, mate. He doesn't mm -hmm. get minced. He's on another level. He's too smart. He's too technical. And I think end of the day, it's going to be another five round decision. But I think the Volk's going to get the nod. Like it. Beautiful. Great summary. I'm I'm sticking with that, but I'm just just put a little footnote. Of wow, what it's back to Holloway. That's the thing. We I love Max Holloway. I think I'll be so angry, angry if Max Holloway, because all these little Max Holloway bitch boy fans that yeah. are like, oh, they shit me. They'll all be like, hey, you told you so. Anyway, that's going to be He's one. He's and the other thing is, Matthew, if Max does win it, there's no other option but to fight for the fourth time. You can't yeah, knock your Volk an no, instant rematch. Right. Because the man's You know how Dana White treats Australians, though? Oh, mugs nah. them off. I would mugs fucking ride. Right. off if, and mugs, yeah. It's an instant fall. It has to be. Again, footnote this. Don't be surprised if they make Volk go and fight someone to get that fight. I'd be filthy if they did. Yeah, they will. Um, what lose. you were saying then about doesn't get pieced up, you could just roll that tape out. I could just edit the pod and just talk about the next fight, yeah, about the main. It up, doesn't yeah. get pieced up. Because the only chance that this next fellow's got to beat him is to hit him, and no one can hit him. Well, yeah, we're so moving to the main. Moving Tell to me. the main. Israel yeah. Adesanya. Yeah, he's my man, not your, not, not quite your man. man, but I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna still claim him as a friend of the pod because I love him. I think he's a champion. But no, uh, Israel, fifty percent. So if, against... you, if you're friend with one of us, you're friends with both of us. But I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan now. Ah, oh, well, that's a shame. He's up against Jared, the Killer Gorilla Cannoneer, Matthew. This is uh, the main event we had to have, but not really the main event we wanted. I just, eventually, you're just so good. And you just beat everyone. You lap the division. You just have to fight who's next. Who's next yeah. is Jared Cannonier. Not because really he's knocking the door down, but there's no one else. He so was getting pieced up in his last fight and then yeah. reversed the piece up. Look, he's good. He's good, right? But he's mm. not. I don't think he's on the level, mate. There's always levels to this shit, as we say. And I think Israel, the style bender, is about two or three levels above this bloke. I'd be surprised if we see this fight continuing uh, midway through the fourth. I think it'll be done. I think he's, he's got a bit out. of a yeah. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think he wants. He gets yeah. sick of these people talking shit about him. He's like a decision bender and all this stuff. He wants to go out there and well, like performance, knock a bloke out, finish it. I hope he, he does. Doesn't have exciting fights, Mako Shark. I think that's a misnomer. 
I think it's a misnomer. I think he does. Hey, t- what were his last five fights? Okay, so what were his last three? His last three beat uh, Whitaker in a highly technical that affair, which was a nice wasn't fight. Wasn't exciting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say technical. I said exciting. It wasn't an exciting. That was fight a great fight. fight. It was a nice wasn't exciting. He won fight that. Before that? Uh, uh, Costa was it? He fucked Costa up and just destroyed that his whole wasn't life. An, it wasn't an exciting fight, mate. You want, what do you want from a bloke? Destroyed him. That's what I call. And you then, can't criticize him for that for destroying. Then he got a laid bloke. on. Got laid on. He couldn't get a man off him. Oh no, Vittori. Vittori. Oh, no, yeah. That wasn't Vittori. exciting. That wasn't exciting. Then he got beaten. It's a soup by can a division, isn't it? Fuck, it's a soup can division. When you just no, go no. back and out. Don't worry about Israel, mate. He, mm. he cops a lot of heat, but uh, he's a very good fighter. It's I'd, I'd love to see him come out and actually stop the blow. He's so good. I think he's got it because I tell you what, the, the fights that he gets a bit of shit for was against mm. Romero. Romero did not take the fight up to him. So yeah. that won't happen. Cannonier will take the fight up to Israel. There's no doubt in my mind. We that say he, that all the time, and the blokes never do. Well, it's because he's so good. Yeah, I know. Blokes but, completely abandon their own natural game plan, and they fucking freeze up. That's I'd why. love to see him just fucking, like, almost, like, walk, just walk straight at him swinging. I know no one ever does it, but try and actually put a heavy punch on his face and see how he handles it. That, that, nah, he'll, yeah, I've said it all the time. I wanted fucking... Knuckles to do it. He wasn't throwing. Remember, I was texting you, yeah, just freaking. Wouldn't throw you know, the right. Why does he throw the right? Throw, and he threw it once and hit him. Yeah. <clears throat> I've nearly died then. I'm like, post my COVID. <laughs> you got to at least have a crack because you, you end up looking like an imbecile. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's 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 fucking hard out there when you fight one of the all-time greats, I guess. You just don't quite know what to do because he seems to have all the answers. Kennedy's only option, though, is to get on the front foot and try and bash him. That's his only way to path to victory, isn't it, mm. to knock him out. It is. No, it He's is. not going to win a five-rounder. I can see Israel in the first round or two just absolutely piecing up Kennedy's legs. He's going to kick the mm-hmm. shit out of his legs. That's got to be the game plan. He's going to yes. take the base away from Kennedy. And once his yep. legs are fucking uh, compromised, What's no, he going to no. do? How's a compromised cannoneer going to get even fucking close? <laughs> See, sir, the compromised canny. <laughs> never doubt, never, never count out the compromised cannoneer. But I tell you what, <laughs> no, no, I'm counting him out. He's in big trouble. I'm counting him out. Israel's going to get the job done, and then uh, I don't know what the fuck next. Do you want? Do you want to know what your multi's paying? I'd love to know, it, mate. Thirty-nine dollars for eight legs. That seems harsh. <sighs> Disgusting. It's not much value, is it? No, the lot the lot has to go right. Yeah, that's a that's a low paying eight legger. But low uh, paying. You know what? It means that it's an astute eight leg. It's an educated eight legger. I'll just tell you, right? Just for, for shits and giggles, if you threw in a Cerrone, you know what it goes to? Mm-hmm. 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 $117. Holy fuck! That, tits. Yeah, they yeah tits on a bull. So so maybe though we can we can roll a couple because we got we got we've been going a bit long, but we've got to cover just quickly. There's a big Australian event on Wednesday, oh, mate. You yeah, want to throw in the main in? event of that? We can roll it in. You absolutely can. Absolutely. Can we so roll it in, Matty? Yeah, we can. We might end up with an 11 legger here if we start rolling. Yes. We're going to go to Wednesday night, are we? The big fight, the No Limits. Our man, yeah, friend just, of the pot. Like I quickly. said, conscious of time, but we'll go through it. Just absolutely, to... we will. We will go yes. through it quickly. We've got Liam Wilson, our man. Yes. Go back into the archives. Listen to the app a few weeks back. He uh, yes. provided a great interview for the boys, Liam Wilson, the uh, the right hand from hell. Yes. He's fighting, fucking, what's his name? Rueda? Matthias Rueda? Matthias Rueda, yes. He's going to get yes. the job done. Let's be honest. Our man, Liam Wilson, is a moral here. He is. He absolutely Put is. Put him in the multi for me, Matthew. Uh, it doesn't, Aussie fighting never is up. 
Fuck. All right. Until the That's day off. But we'll, we'll, we'll right. do it. We'll, we'll do it and post it for the listeners. But it will be over $200. If you throw in yeah. if you throw in that Liam Wilson and then we talk about the next two and you throw that, you can put your 200 on that. Liam Wilson, Mateus Ruder. Uh, and there's also a little uh, couple of ex-rugby guys fighting and mm. a bit, bit of heat there. Justin Rogers and uh, Ben Hannett. Uh, Justin, Justin Hodges. Boys. I don't know much about gonna, him. Um, said he's going to... Uh, Going to punch a hole through his head at the media day. So that was interesting. Yeah, so that's like a bit that. spice. I'll be watching that Wednesday night. The value, will, the value will be at uh, Ben Hannett, though, because Justin Hodges looks about 85 years old and weathered. So I'm going with the younger bull that's got the family to feed. That's my take on that. I like it. I haven't got a take because yeah. I don't know who the fuck they are. Rugby's yeah. not my jam, Matty. Rugby Logue. Rugby Logue. And then we go into Saturday night. Friend of the pod, Mako Shark. Oh, Two friends of the pod, sorry. Saturday Two. night. This is just sponsored by Uda Fork, this fucking card. No, well, three friends of the pod, if you want to count Dean Lonigan, who's promoting oh, the fucking whole shebang. Dino. We fucking go, run Dino. this fucking. Go. We, we run this fucking town. <laughs> we run the business. We are boxing. So we're talking another massive DNL event, and yep. it's a pay-per-view. There's, there's a, there's, there is a friend of the pod, Jaya Bataya, fighting for the IBF World Cruiserweight World. title against... Gold. Is it, how do you sp- pronounce Marius? Marius Bratis. Yes, Marius Bratis, who's too interested in fighting Jake Paul. And we've said that our next world champion, we said it at the time, will be Jaya Bataya. I yes. like saying Jaya Bataya. It's good. Jaya Rolls up. Jaya Bataya. Uh, and then in the, but, but the exciting part, because we're already excited about this fight, and watching an Aussie win a world title, prime time Saturday night, cans, just great, right? A few cans, a few liquids, just exciting, yep. a few, a few, few whiskey boys, yeah, a few, a few pizzas, just doing everything that they're not doing because they're fighting and we're just sitting back commenting on the fights. But it's a Saturday's prime time. Ooh. And then who gets who gets added to the card? Little oh, mate, our best mate, best friend of the pod, <laughs> our man. We actually yeah. own him, we adopted him. He's our man, the head splitter, Matthew. Isaac who just – who is just climbing up our leaderboard for patronage. He's already got top four, I think, and he's, his latest episode, that's only, f- what, 11, oh. 12 days old, is already yeah, charging up, old. taking names. So this man, you want, you, want, you want data, you want money, you want a man that can deliver, you get this man, Isaac Hedsplitter-Hardman, and he's a ratings warrior, and the proof is in the pudding because he's overtaking guys that have had three, four months in it. And yeah. you know what? People love him and people want to see him win and people want love a redemption story. Not that, oh. he, you know, it's redemption, but it's just a man that's put his put his life on hold to get out there and get that sh- that shit in him out and win. Yep. And he's fighting yep. uh, Bo Huddis, uh, a Canberra boy. Yep. And, uh, I think he's made to be a man the Duke, unfortunately. He is, unfortunately. Yeah, but Duke, 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 I'm sorry if you're listening. He is. Sorry, Duke. Um <laughs> But uh, the head splitter is going to make a comeback and he's going to do it yeah. on the, the big stage, the pay-per-view stage, world eyes looking at him. It's actually, like I said, it, it, you just sometimes good opportunities happen. happen off bad yep. things. And while he's on a pay-per-view on a Saturday night getting streamed all around the world, old mates not fighting again because he does, this is what he does and he'll just not yep. fight and not fight and, and, and people forget about him because this is what he does. Tell you what, mate. He's going to uh, – oh, mate – Coming from that shit fucking garage league promotion with the fucking uh, sexy dancers in the ring. Yeah, right. It's not like one of those backyard wrestling things. Oh, mate, the fucking, I tell you what, you, you think you're a pretty boy. I tell you what, that that, that stunk. But, uh, junkyard yeah, man, dog. Hardman. More like the junkyard dog. 
Now, man, the hard man, the head splitter, he yeah, is back, he's... baby. And this is going to mm. be, as you said, on a world stage, a world title card, co-main yes. event, Saturday night, yes. beamed around the world. He's going to put on a clinic. He's going to put the fucking fists on this bloke's chin. Fist. I think he'll drop him in the second or third round is what I see happening. He's going to come out with a chip on the shoulder and he's going to bop him and he's going to bop him good. I'm going to have first drop batting uh, same day you fielded poo nerves like no one's ever had watching yeah, this fight. That's the I'm thing, isn't it? Poo nerves. Genuinely poo nervy. I'm not going to feel good until he's won. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of invested in these blokes now. We're we're part we're of still the still part of we're it. part we're of the world. Of we're yeah. part of it now, Matthew. These are our boys, and uh, our boys. Our emotions are invested in these fights, so I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait for the hard men to get the win. But then we move on to our other mate, our other yes. friend of the pod. World yes. title, Jaya Pattaya. He is, he is ready to go. I think he's ready to go. He is ready. This other fucking bloke, I think he's another South African. Is he from fucking yeah. South Africa himself? Is he? Riva. I think no, he's no, South African. Stop saying Riva. Riva. Shocking. But um, I think he's going to lose, mate. He's too yeah, no. preoccupied with Jake Paul. Jake Paul doesn't even know who the fuck you are, mate. Like, nope. just. Top. You're embarrassing yourself and your and entire country of South Africa, mate. You've actually he... done worse for the country of South Africa than Hansi Kronje did, all right? Oh, boy. So oh you're going to get stopped by a man, Jaya Pattaya. Jaya Pattaya doesn't uh, worry about the head games. Go back and listen to our episode, fantastic episode with the great man, and he's going to yeah. come out and he's going to put a world, uh, world rating performance on and he's going to stop this man and he's going to take his – World title, and then everyone in Australia is going to want to jump on. But we have, and, mm-hmm. and other people mm-hmm. have known this man's greatness before this world title. So let's all just remember that this man has been doing things since the uh, tender age of, I think, 12. He said he's been yeah, fighting uh, properly. So it's a tender age. And when we were 12, we were Shane Warne cricketing, snack packs, yep. not really doing yep. much. And this bloke was representing his country overseas. So let's just think about that for a minute and let's all get it on the good vibe train. And uh, watch the head splitter win, then watch this man become Australia's next world champion. And I, for one, am very excited. So excited, Matty. As you said, get on board. DNL Events mm. promoting this. This is a pay per view event on Foxtel if you're in Australia. Main event. Yeah. Get on. Get your fucking yeah. hard earned and shell out for it because this is a world title. Australia is going to have a new world champion. It's worth paying for. Let me be honest with you right now. Shall it's I? fucking worth paying for. So that's about it, Matty. That's about yeah, it. So drop your 54, week, drop your 54 Saturday night, your 59 on Sunday, and just have mm-hmm. a great combat weekend with your family. Absolutely. <laughs> Jump on board with the family. Get on board. And uh, if, you, if you're out there, just fucking let us know you're out there. That's what I say. Just let I us like know it. you're listening. Right. Did we get any rating reviews? Because we're often. No, not We're often. Okay. Not, it annoys me because reviews, it's the easiest but, uh, thing to do. Tell you what, Matty, we've had uh, ninety thousand views with the Jake Matthews this during the week. Ninety thousand views on the on the Instagrams. Where think we're, about that. We're rating through the roof at this point. I'm actually going to go through the locker room at my footy club and get their phones out and make them all review. Rate and review. Do it. That's another forty five. Yeah. Forty reviews. Doing it. I've got all to tell me opponent. Just tell anybody opposition. I'll let you. I'll let you win a tap, mate, if you give me a five star. Absolutely. That's that seems like a fair deal. <laughs> Just everyone out there, rate and review. Get the boys off algorithm the our jocks off. That's all we ask. We want our jocks to explode off with an algorithm. Yep. Not too much it's to ask. No. Um, just very quickly, because I've got to rush off and have dinner. I've got a lovely wife just waiting for me, and it's getting long in the tooth this night. And um she's a precious lady, old uh, Walshie. Fantastic precious. woman. 
Precious. Precious is the wrong word. Precious means that she's high maintenance. It's the opposite of no, that, no, I was trying to say. Gorgeous. She's just a, she's a lovely gorgeous, lass. She's gorgeous, lovely lass that just she's a, she's sits down there, like your missus, sitting out there with the kid, like, well, we come on here and just talk junk about hunky men and fights in robes and our jocks. So it's an interesting thing. But I will say, Jake Paul, uh, Tommy Fury has now been signed yes. off. Yes. I reckon the value here, I've had a look at the early markets making because we like mm. earliness and like having – Jake Paul's the outsider, and Jake Paul's going to knock him out inside five rounds. Yep. Yeah, I think Tommy Fury's a bit overrated, just clearly because of his brother. I'll spark you out. Tyson Fury, again, he's consistently starting to annoy me, and it's annoying me uh, that it's annoying me. Yeah. I do love him, but he just, yeah. yeah, What's he paying? I'll tell you right now. Jake Paul outside, I jump on, because I think he's actually pretty good. The time for uh, the $2.40. Woo. Yeah, that's some value for Jakey early. I think he's actually not the worst. Tyson's Tyson's put a million on his brother. I, in my mind, I'm like, why would you bet another man just a straight million? Why wouldn't you put the million on with the bookies? Because <laughs> you get it's all ego with these blokes. Yeah, I know. In that's escrow, I'm, I'm going to put the million in escrow. Yeah, I don't even no. reckon you've got it, boy. No, you haven't yeah. even got it, boy. Of course he's got it, Tyson. He's of got course. it, mate. He made he's more money than you. you. But this is what's yeah. silly. Of course, course he's got a million. Gets bucks. me off. Gets me offside. But anyway. Um, I've been wrapped with that episode. I just want to say, Mako Shark, a huge thank you to Eddie Hearn for coming back on. Oh. Thank you to all the people that made that happen. Um, thanks to the listeners. We've, we plugged them at the start, but the listeners have been showing loyal support. The numbers aren't lying, and they're coming back for more, and we're delivering for them. And uh, I'll leave it to you to thank the Palmer Bet and take us out, as always. 100%, Matty. The, uh, the listeners don't lie, and Shakira's hips do not lie. <laughs> I don't know, but her hips yeah. don't lie, Maddie. I was captivated by those hips as a youngster. Oh boy, I was too. Oh boy. All right, that's creepy end of the pod. But um, <laughs> thank you, everyone out there. Uh, everyone out there, please just love us. Give us every rate and review, all that stuff. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see you next week, guys. Bloody Rooney. Who the fuck is that guy?